The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. See, I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood until you brought it up. Well, then... look, I you you promised the people. You promised the people a Christoph rant, and, and therefore we have to give them one. Hi, everybody. Hi, uh, guys. Rough House Podcast. I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. Hi. Welcome. Thank Hello. you for listening. We appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, for spending some of your podcast time with us. A show where, at least until they start sponsoring us, we will not interrupt our conversation to talk about mm-hmm. Omaha Steaks. No, I mean, I like meat. Yeah. Um, I had a huge plate of barbecue on Tuesday when I was in Bama, yeah. as one is wont to do in the South. Um, really good. I got those deviled eggs, too. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. They were, they were fucking killer. Uh, hey, I just lost my camera. Yeah, cool. that's weird. Okay. That's fun. That's good. Right. <laughs> that's a good start. It'll be a, a, an interesting week for the video viewer. We'll see if that... Oh, there you there go. You go. Yeah. It just, just went off on its own. And All right. Here we go. Fantastic. Apparently didn't uh, like me talking about deviled eggs. Yeah. Really uh, question. You were in Alabama. Chris was in Alabama this week. I was. His day job for his shoot gig, as the workers would say. <laughs> Keeps uh, these gimmicks in the mail called bills. So uh, yeah. you got to do something. <laughs> Gazimics. Um, yeah. So uh, I have to ask, Alabama is known for the white barbecue sauce. Did you go for any of that? No, there was I no, there was no white barbecue sauce. Oh, okay. There's a lot of white people. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you were where you were. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was super hot, uh, but no white barbecue sauce. It was regular barbecue sauce. I got so I went Ooh. to this place. It may have been. A, it, I don't know. I don't know the deal with the place. It was not very crowded, uh, but it was also two o'clock. So post lunch, pre dinner sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, that sweet spot to go. Well, yeah, anywhere. exactly. So I got um, I got deviled eggs, southern style deviled eggs for an app, which is three halves. Um, they were really good, and then they uh, have little cornbread uh, muffins, like little tiny guys that were super uh, super moist and slab. Oh yeah, in, in a sweet butter. It was like a not a regular butter. Um, it was almost like the whipped butter you put on pancakes. It was that uh, that good. Nice. Then I got the, uh, the the triple meat combo plate because I'm a lard ass and I'm eating myself into an early grave. Uh, and I got brisket, 
pulled pork and the smoked sausages, which I usually don't go sausage, but mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I was feeling inspired that day. Uh, and the two sides were beans and mac. So yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a heart attack on a plate right there. Hell yeah, dude. Wasn't super impressed with the sausage. Uh, I don't know what it was, but something about it just didn't seem right. I don't know if it was a seasoning or oversmoked. I don't know. Um, but the the brisket was on point, and the uh, the pulled pork was solid as well. Beans were good. Mac was Mac had a really nice cheesy um, uh, topping crust on top that was mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was hella good. And it, I got a, a peach iced tea. Ooh. Now this isn't just iced tea with like some peach syrup. It was like yeah. ground up peaches in that bitch, and Hell it was yeah. amazing. I had like three of them. I I literally almost went into a coma after eating it. It was it, uh, was, it was too much, dude. That is a that is a hell of a day. Catch the itis, take a nice nap. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't. I just went to the airport. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and sat and played Harry Potter Wizards Unite on my phone. Which it's airports are a great place to do that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Things popping up all around. Um, the 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 funniest thing about the day is that it was so fucking hot down there. I sweat How through my shirt. Oh, I sweat sorry. through my shirt three times. Uh, it was a day trip, so I didn't bring a change of clothes or anything. So I just brought, you know, I wore my suit down, and I wasn't wearing the jacket except for when I was in the hearing. So yeah. I, I just had this shirt that was just drenched in my flop sweat, which is gross. Um, so uh, after. I ate all that ridiculous food. I went to the old Google machine and said, where's the nearest Walmart? And went yeah. and bought a, bought a t-shirt and a little uh, deodorant to save whomever got stuck sitting next to me on the plane ride home, plus myself. I mean, I, you, you know, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, smell yeah. yourself. No, I, uh, I I'm, just, I'm with you. I will do that public service. I, I will drop uh, I'll drop 10 bucks on deodorant and a shirt to, to not be this, the stinky guy on the flight. So that's why you're a good man, Chris. People like to say uh, the wrestling fans, they are the unwashed masses. But uh, Christoph, unwashed. Masses. <laughs> that day I was unwashed <laughs> for, about, for about 24 hours. Well, there you go. Uh, so in the world of professional wrestling this week, um, it, it started depending G1, on G1, 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 oh, yeah. G1. Yes. No, no, we're, we're going to get there. I'm going to end the show on a high note, Chris. That's all because, I want to talk about. Because we've got like four or five days of G1 to discuss. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll do that on the second half of the show, especially for the people who are like, I don't want to watch those Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. You yeah. Can get the second half of the show. First half of the show, uh, WWE this week. Um, mm. Okay, so you and I definitely landed on different places with extreme rules. Well, not entirely. My okay. my issue was the finish. My, okay. uh, my 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 issue solely was Brock Lesnar. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's fair. The show fair. overall, like 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 you, I enjoyed uh, a lot of the matches on there. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was I thought it was a pleasantly fun show. I mean, I think that there was potential for more from each of the matches, but I sure. think for you know, uh, and it, it's getting harder and harder to separate expectations for different wrestling companies. Yeah. Because for the longest time, I was just watching WWE. I was a WWE guy, and I, I was into it and everything. And then, you know, then NXT came along, and they kind of got their own little sort of style within the WWE mold. Um, right. Which I then fell in love with. And then, you know... Uh, as as New Japan has expanded, and you have uh, you know since you joined the show, you you're responsible for getting me uh, full on Mark mode for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's you know it, it's getting harder to mentally separate what to expect and what is capable of being enjoyed 
for me well, personally in in terms of wrestling styles if, if i can present uh, uh a hackneyed analogy for what's happening here uh chris you are a, a man who's very very passionate about music uh as uh -huh. am i uh but like when you when you started listening to music you heard what was on the radio and right. i'm sure you had favorites and things you enjoyed from the radio but let's be honest that that is that is the marketable poppy version of things that is the the mainstream version of things dude i, I had you can't touch this one because single yeah yeah and you know what you can't fuck with that song you can't <laughs> fuck with it but at that same time as your tastes changed and grew you found your niche you yeah. you you started getting deeper and deeper into things and you found the stuff that spoke to you as a listener right 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 you can still respect a good pop song like sure. you can still spot a jam from a mile away oh, yeah. but fact is you also love your crazy metal and yeah. and that may not be for everyone but you're passionate about it you love it and there are probably times where if you see I don't know, a, a band that you really like get a little more mainstream and maybe get a little more poppy. You're sitting there going, ah, I really long for those old days. I think that's kind of the way it might be with WWE. WWE kind of the pop music of professional wrestling. Not that that's a bad thing. Again, I'm, I, 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 I want to sure. sound as, as non-critical as I can uh, about that there. Uh, but they are shooting for a wider berth than, say, right. what New Japan is doing. Yeah, mass appeal. I get it. Exactly. And that, that is a really good analogy, you know. Uh, and, you know, I guess, um, I guess the point now is that, you know, uh, I don't know. New Japan is. I'm not even trying to think of a band right now. My brain's not working. Uh, not 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 so much the Glory Hammer that it's that super niche sort of right, thing. Right. Like, but, but more of like a trivium sort of thing where they have you know some a lot of people are really into them and other people are like who the fuck are these guys sort of thing. So that's kind of right. Kind of kind of where my brain is. I'm not sure where Lucha Underground falls into it because that's somewhere in between the two. Yeah. Um, that helped expand my there mind in the mix or something like that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> cool no the, yeah. uh, so, so lucha underground is my new metal era uh oh, with, okay. Uh, okay with with olympus kid and uh and, and lincoln park and you know the first two godsmack records and yeah, uh, yeah. you know appreciated uh, in its time yeah started to break bad and you know there's a there's now a little bit of like a wincing when you admit that you loved it as much as you did <laughs> I, have, I have zero shame i i give zero fucks i uh no i don't care i don't care but, what people think i love new metal Extreme rules as a show mostly delivered um you know on the pre-show uh i i thought um even though i thought the the match on smackdown was better i thought finn nakamura was a fun match i, I think that one uh, i think nakamura being icy champ again pretty cool to see him you know actually getting something although i really don't care for his elvis-esque jumpsuit now um <laughs> uh pretty decent tony niece drew gulak had a really fun match uh, and then the show kicked off with the match I was dreading the most of uh, the graveyard dogs of mm. uh, Roman Reigns and the Undertaker against uh, uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre. We said Drew Gulak and Shane yes. McMahon. That's not right. Drew McIntyre, and Shane McMahon. That's a weird I, thought, I thought that was a really fun match. That was the WWE sort of, you know. All right, let's let's do all the all the all the big spot stuff. You yes, know, yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> best Undertaker match in years. I, I'm I'm gonna say 
probably since oh man maybe uh, the SummerSlam where he fought Brock yeah that, that's that's what I'm thinking uh, that that that's where I'm at with it even though Taker now has this weird high up singlet which just looked strange all night I mean, um, he's 54 or whatever oh, so. right right but like he didn't embarrass <laughs> himself which in and of itself puts it at a higher level than like the last five matches he's had it's true. Well, and, and also, you know, being in a tag match helped because he didn't have to be in there the whole time. He wasn't working with, a, a, you know, another 50-year-old guy who was never that good of a wrestler to begin with. So that helped. Yeah. Uh, and he was working with, you know, two and a half performers that are in there every week and right, conditioning right. is up to speed. Sorry, Shane. Um, yeah. I didn't think anybody sweated more than Brock Lesnar. It's Shane McMahon. Uh, right, right. And they get the same color of purple. Yeah. That's <laughs> go on. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a fine you know sort of uh, uh, house style WWE match that you know yeah. the good the, the you know the baby faces looked good and getting over remember? and uh, and the heels were were, were shitheads and uh, did their shithead things and yeah it was you know it, I will say it's still impressive to me that Shane McMahon one does the elbow drop from the top rope to the table and two. Yeah. Fucking sticks, not sticks the landing, but hits where he's supposed to hit. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, he 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 consistently does it. That being said, I mean he's pushing fifty now. He's yeah. gonna get hurt real bad, oh, real yeah, no. Like he's gonna need a new hip in about uh six months here. Yeah, it's it, it it's starting to get very dangerous looking for him, and and I yeah. appreciate that he's willing to do that. And uh, as as I've said on prior shows, like late nineties, early two thousands, there were a few things I enjoyed more than a Shane McMahon spectacle. Um, hard to call it a match because it was more just all right. Let's build up to him falling off of something crazy. Yep. Um. So it's kind of cool to see him still do it, but in the same regard, I'm like, bro, tamper it down. You don't need yeah. to do all this. Um, that being said, I, I feel like maybe they blew out the crowd a little bit because the next two matches, while very good, kind of had to fight hard to get the crowd into it. Um, Revival and the Usos, I thought they had a really good match. Crowd was kind of meh. And then Aleister Black and Cesaro had a fucking great match. Yeah, it did. It was uh the 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 tag the tag match was fun, but you know, as I feel for all of these matches that I enjoyed on Extreme Rules, there could have been a lot more. Um, and again, I think that's because my mind is set on fifteen to twenty minute bangers on takeovers, and also you know with these G one matches, and you know Cesaro and Black got what nine ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great nine ten minutes, but like. When, when there's two people in there that had clearly really great chemistry and are very evenly matched and you want to see a lot more of, you know, then I, and I get they're probably leading to something more at SummerSlam where hopefully we'll get that. But, you know, I, 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 I if there's something I like, I want more of it. And if there's something I don't like, get the fuck out of my screen. Right, right. Um, Bailey against uh, Alexa and Nikki Cross was just kind of a, you know, it, it was there. I, I, I have nothing against it by any means, uh, but it wasn't anything that I got too excited for. Uh, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, I kind of enjoyed, but it, it made me recognize how much I hate the 10 counts in last yeah. man standing matches. Um, it, it really just kind of kills the momentum that, that any of these types of matches have. But the SmackDown tag title match, that was a fucking banger. I it was love really that. Uh, Daniel Bryan, new uh, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, the New Day, and uh, Heavy Machinery 
had a great fucking match. Um, I mean, considering how good a match Daniel Bryan and Rowan had with Heavy Machinery last month, I had a feeling this would be good because uh, Biggie and Xavier are definitely on a different level from Heavy Machinery. But I didn't know it was going to be that good and that fun. Um, that said, the the follow up on Tuesday was a little weird. I guess Daniel Bryan's doing the Jericho no talking gimmick now. I I don't know. I don't watch SmackDown. Uh, I was at an airport in fucking Charlotte. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, I'd, uh, the the match itself was really fun. Everybody everybody went all in on there. I mean, Tuck and um, and Otis really came out looking really fucking solid in that uh, in that match, doing some crazy shit, and Big E just proving once again that he is an undeniable talent and really needs yeah. a singles push. Um, yeah. You know, get that world title strap on him at some point because dude that guy is is nothing but fucking upside um and brian was always great uh i couldn't make out the shirt rowan was wearing um so that's a bummer but i'm sure the spreadsheet will tell me once i yes. find that link again yeah absolutely uh let's see what came up after oh ricochet aj great match surprised aj got the belt though yeah that kind of bummed me out a little bit um you know they're definitely not done, though. I mean, if if that fucking sick, uh, 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 oh, the super yeah, styles clash, yeah, the super styles clash is one indication. But on Monday, the phenomenal forearm that uh, oh, yeah. Ricochet decided, fuck it, I'm going inside out on this yeah. on Monday. Uh, yeah, they're not done. They fucking, are not done. He transported himself into a parallel universe, and that's <laughs> good. God, it was it was it was a beaut. Um, and yeah, I mean, those two again. It's another Cesaro Black situation where I want to see more because uh, they're both super talented and and evenly matched in a way that's just exciting to see. Um, but yeah, you know, you know the whole. I, I guess if the club's going to be heels and they're going to do the thing, then you got to cheat to win, and yeah, you know lie cheat and steal trademark uh and all that sort of stuff so you know i don't know if uh if ricky o'shea is going to get himself some backup or if it's going to be one man versus one and only versus all i don't, I don't know but yeah, uh yeah i'm also wondering what uh what balor is going to do i think he's taking some time off i read he is he's supposed to be taking two months off which okay. is pretty crazy um they yeah uh well that that's the thing i don't know if if it's going to be immediate like i don't know if the attack and and we'll get a little more into it the attack oh, yeah. from bray wyatt is supposed to build to a SummerSlam match that wyatt wins and therefore uh -oh. finn's gone or if that attack is supposed to take him out um i, I think we'll have a better idea come monday yeah um uh dolph ziggler kevin owens ran 15 seconds which <laughs> You know what? Whatever, man. Like, if the show's perfect. running late, do that. Perfect. No, it was it was perfect. If you you know if you're framing Kevin Owens as the stone cold babyface here, yeah. uh, fighting against the McMahon, then this is how this is perfectly how you do it. Um, I I loved it. Ziggler sold the hell out of that stunner, and Owens, you know, Owens has been really fire on his promos. Yes, I mean he's always been a great promo, but when he's <clears throat> incensed to that point um mm -hmm. it really hammers home how good of a talker and performer all around he is so i'm happy that he's getting the showcase to do this uh you know with shane and you know sure the match will probably be just fine because of shane mcmahon uh at some yeah. point but I i'm enjoying the build and enjoying kevin owens you know uh having a run at it yeah no i, I i'm with you uh I, I i like his fire i like his focus uh i also like how crazy his beard is right now like that, <laughs> that is a fierce 
fierce lumberjack beard on the face of one Kevin Owens these days. It's not full Daniel Bryan, but we're no, getting there. No, he's, he's getting very close to it. I think the only whiff of the show was, shockingly enough, Kofi and Samoa Joe. Uh, <sighs> I, I wanted that match to be so much more than it was, and as great as Kofi's run to the belt and his win of the title was, it feels like he's had an absolute zero of a run as champion yeah um hard to argue with that samoa joe you know he's one of those one of those guys that we know is a legit ass kicker has been yeah. you know the build-up was was fun and just them you know fucking each other up um so he wanted this this full out banger of a match and joe gets punked on one trouble in paradise yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, you know, for the longest time, uh, I, I talked on this show about sort of building a modern day Kane. Uh, I, I suggested Rusev for that type of role. Basically, a uh, big ass kicker who's upper mid card, who they always can slot into a, a, a title shot. Right. I feel like that's where Samoa Joe's going. I think he could be so much more, but I think he's just going to be that Kane or Big Show type guy where it's like, oh shit, now you got to go get Samoa Joe because that's what you do at this point in your career. Even Kane was WWE champ at one point, wasn't that's he? That's true. He was twice. Yeah. He was champion. So, you know, uh, yeah. he's also so it, not, you know, it all goes back to him not being a homegrown talent sort of thing, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, at some point, I, I think they will just because they have to put the title on Samoa Joe, but it, it, it's becoming very clear that they see him as not quite the guy, which yeah. is a bummer because, I mean, in ring, he kills it. On the mic, he kills it. Uh, he's got that, like, pure sports feel when yeah. his matches, like, are are kind of the focus. But, like, people get into them. People yeah. want to see Samoa Joe fuck someone up. Right. Look at the rest of the top guys at the company, and I love a lot of them. Like I don't watch a Seth Rollins match. I'm like, he's gonna fuck somebody up. I watch a Seth Rollins match and be like, that's gonna be a spectacle. Yeah. Like uh, there's there's uh, a difference in in how a lot of these guys are perceived. And Joe is just straight up, he's gonna murder someone. So it's, yeah. it's a bummer to to not see him murder get someone. Actually, <laughs> murder someone. Yeah, yeah, Agreed. exactly. I'm, I'm with you. Now, I wonder what his contract situation is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I heard anything about him and any of these rumors and scuttlebutt and talks. Uh, you know, he's a guy like AJ, though, where he's getting up there in age. And I almost wonder if he's like, look, man, I struggled in impact for like 11 years or whatever it was. I I'm sticking here. I'm I'm cashing out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm. I'm sure he's, uh, you know, his body is, you know, a little weary at this point, a little, little busted down. You know, there's a lot of travel and everything involved, but, you know, the WWE style match that he puts on three, four times a week is a lot, a lot safer and easier on it than, uh, you know, than what he was doing on in Ring of Honor or, or stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess, I guess that that way it's probably um, uh, better for him. But I, I, I just wonder, you know, if he feels his value is, is more, you know, yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than the position he's been put into this cane type position. Um, so I, you know, who, who knows? I don't have a, a direct line to Joey Samoe. So uh, I got nothing on that. I, I wish I did. Cause he seems like an awesome guy. Just saying. I like to have a beer with him. Yeah. You want to hang out, Joey? Just, just slide in those DMS. We'll slide, hang in, out buddy. slide in. Uh, so the main event 
uh, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch against uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a winner take all mixed tag extreme rules match. That's it. Was fine. I, I kind of enjoyed it, it. For, yeah. for what it was and for who was in it. Very yeah. lopsided on the talent pool side of things with, right, uh, right. with second Seth and Becky definitely uh, carrying the weight there. But, you know, uh, I, I character wise, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are great. Yes. Um, yeah. Wrestler wise. That's a little bit of the holdup. Baron's definitely, you know, a lot smoother uh, in the ring than uh, than a Lacey Evans. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, for the, for what it was, there were some fun spots in that match. Yeah, and you know what? Every now and then, WWE uh, legitimately shocks me, and they did when Becky Lynch ate at End of Days from Baron Corbin. Yeah, I legit popped for that. I was like, oh shit! I did not expect that to happen, and and yeah. it was great. And you know. I, I enjoyed it personally, um, and you know I like the fact that it that it riled up Seth to the point where he just fucking lost his mind and hit sixteen curb stomps on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. on on you know uh, uh, TGI Friday's second greatest uh, waiter of the month. Um, so you know uh, I I thought it was fine um, until the cash it happened the cash in now. Uh, Paul Heyman had been hinting this entire time, even on that show, that Brock mm. would finally cash in. Yeah, but he's uh, been saying that for months. I, I, I look, I know. It, <laughs> so we, we, we knew that it was probably eminent. And where I sit with it, and this is why I did not have a tenth of the issues with it that you did, is okay. We have the new era starting. Heyman running Raw, Bischoff running SmackDown. Um, again, to use kind of a, a hackneyed analogy from another world, all I could think was like in the world of comics, when one writer ends his arc, usually what he does is he puts all the toys back in the toy box and basically gives a clean slate to the next guy. The whole Brock Cashin was just kind of sitting in the ether. It's something that they had to pull the trigger on eventually. I do think that there are things they could have done, which could have been more interesting than that. Cashing in on Kofi would have been interesting. Uh, having Becky stop Brock from cashing in would have been interesting, especially after she ate the end of days. Um, and I actually kind of like the symmetry of Brock cashed in on Seth. Seth has cashed in on Brock. Like, I think that's clever storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, and on the whole, I'm not mad just because it's gone now. Like, it's done. We don't need to think about it anymore. Brock with the briefcase felt like a bad idea from the jump, and it's done. But Chris, <laughs> you clearly feel a bit more passionate about this than I. Mean, it's, here's, it, then, okay. So the Heyman era, I guess, officially began last week, or does it officially begin this week? I, <laughs> you, you couldn't really tell by looking at the show on Monday that it was, no, uh, that, it was that much different. Um, so, you know, so Brock shows up for one or two weeks with the Universal title, and then what? He goes back and fucking rips some heads off of deers in Minnesota for another three months and, or another three weeks until, you know, he has to do the go-home show for SummerSlam, and then, that, and then that's it. 
my my issue with Brock is that it's the same old shtick, the same old shit that we've seen a million and a half fucking times, and it's it's lost its luster for me. Um, I just don't, I I don't like the, I don't like the character. I don't like that he's a champion and the belt isn't on the show every week. I enjoyed seeing Seth Rollins being the fighting champ there and involved in storylines. And sure, people are going to say, well, oh, Seth Rollins' uh, title reign sucked. He didn't do anything. Well, you put him with fucking Baron Corbin for three months. The fucking thing's going to happen. I mean, Christ, yeah, you're, you're only as good as your opponent. And if you're, you know, pushing up, uh, you know, uh, the onion rings deliverer to, to main event status with, with the new newly crowned champ, then, you know, things probably aren't going to go super smoothly. Um, so it's just, you know, Oh, Brock's going to show up and he's going to do his little dance, maybe throw a suplex or two, go home, collect a half a million paycheck for one night and, and, you know, go home and, and ravage Sable. And I just, I, 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 I don't fucking care. I, I, his matches are, are mostly the same. Um, he rarely puts in the effort and, you know, he's there for a paycheck, which, you know what, respect, get your money, what the fuck ever. But in terms of being interested in the product, Brock Lesnar's champion does not make me interested to watch Raw, does not make me, you know, really care that much about SummerSlam. I'll watch it because, you know, I have a podcast and I need, <laughs> you know, uh, have a, a working knowledge of what's going on in, in, in the business to, to discuss. But, you know, we already saw Seth versus Brock. So yeah. a couple times. So it's not like it's it's nothing new. It's nothing exciting. There are people on the roster that I, you know, would love to see get a chance with, uh, you know, uh, with a title shot either against Seth or against Brock. I mean, I, I tweeted out during that match the the just a short list of people I would have rather seen in a title program other than Baron Corbin. And I ran yeah. out of characters on the tweet because there were so many people that I, oh, I would have liked to see. Absolutely. And, and I think that's where my frustration came in on Monday, because like I said, on Sunday, it was like, all right, cool. You're, you're clearing the deck. It's done. And they announced that 10 man battle Royal or whatever the hell it was for raw. Yeah. And I was looking at that list of guys and I was going, okay, Baron Corbin. Ugh. All right, fine. Braun Strowman. Oh, they could finally button that up. Randy Orton. We've seen it before. Don't need to see it again. Ray Mysterio. That could be interesting. Cesaro, that could be interesting. Oh, yes. Sami Zayn, that could be interesting. Bobby Lashley, they've been talking about it for forever, and they could play it up like it's an MMA super fight. So what the fuck? Whatever. Seth Rollins, we just saw it. Roman Reigns, please God, not again. And then the big one, fucking Big E. And yeah. I was going, whoa, 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 whoa. That that reeked of him into me. Like he's he's gonna throw this guy in there, and he's gonna give us this, you know out of nowhere swerve that holy fuck big e against brock lesnar at SummerSlam. i had this this minute moment of optimism where i thought this will be something that that pushes things forward and it's this moment of change and what have you and then the fucking match happened and we're getting seth against brock a fucking again yeah i know and the seth who you know lost the title at the cash in with just one f5 just one just that one. was it. He kicked uh, out of like four of them at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but just one. Just one put him away here. I mean, I get he had just, you know. I guess had that a anger match. adrenaline didn't continue right. 30 seconds after the match. 
it was just okay. Well, it's it's Lesnar wins. LOL. Here we are. You know, one F five murder, death, kill, and it's you know, I love Seth. He's he's one of my favorite dudes in the company. Um, yeah. And you know, bless him for flying the flag as 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 frequently and as loudly as he does. But man, that's I, just I will say this: his, his New York Yankees analogy that he made this week, pretty fucking accurate. A bunch of people who go there for the paycheck, and we remember when they played better. But anyway, go on. <laughs> no, it, it it is it is spot on. That wasn't his reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that yeah, was that that... shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I get I get that I get that analogy analogy. But I just you know, in terms of me personally, is Brock Lesnar as Universal Champion making me more interested to watch WWE programming? It's a big fucking no. Um, you know, having Brock around as a special attraction. To to fight big dudes, have big hoss fights every now and then. Or fight the little fine. dude. Yeah, or fight a little dude. Yeah, I love David Goliath, but just I I don't like him holding the championship as stupid as a championship as it is, being the universal title, which we've all just kind of accepted is is a shitty thing, but we deal with it anyway. I just it's just fucking I I don't I don't like it and I don't want it and I don't want I, I you know I'm not inclined to spend more time or money to 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 put towards um that product at that point and unfortunately between raw and smackdown both uh, i don't know who the first person was pointing out but i know matthew from uh botchamania uh really put yeah. together the damning evidence on this uh okay so brock's champion again oh wait aj styles is the u.s champion again oh wait Shane McMahon is feuding with Kevin Owens. Oh, wait. Bray Wyatt is back, and he's feuding with Finn Balor. Oh, wait. The New Day is tag team. The New Day have the tag belts. It's fucking October 2017. Chris, I started on this show not long after that. (laughs) We wiped the entire slate clean and gone back. I. This is the trouble when you put a guy named Marty in the mix. Things just go back. They just go back. <laughs> I didn't know we were going 88 miles an hour on the road to SummerSlam. We've just yeah. gone back. What? Why? Why? Why, Chris? Why? Like- you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have made out with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> if my mother was 80s Leah Thompson, I would consider that. Hey, she made it with a duck, so you know there's a whole bunch of. That's true. That's true, and I I will uh I will point out I I think it was uh, I saw it on Reddit this week. Why exactly does Marty McFly's dad have his wife's uh, attempted rapist clean his car every week? That seems weird in retrospect. (laughs) Hey, honey, I know this guy sexually assaulted you. He's gonna clean our car. (laughs) It's 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 a form of emasculation. That's that's what it is. I think uh, I think Papa McFly's upstairs looking out the window, just cranking it, blasting <laughs> all over the window. And then he has Biff come up and then clean the window of his own seed that he jacked all over the window, uh, watching him clean his wife's car. 
I think that's how it works. That was that was a it was a deleted scene. Zemeckis um, oh, okay. couldn't get it cleared with the studio. Yeah. Uh, he even called Spielberg to help, but it did it didn't really help. But um, but yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a deleted scene. I saw that on a uh, on a on a uh, a Chinese DVD bootleg of uh, of Back to the Future that I saw. Yeah, no, it was it was part of the same cut with the kid from Mask. I understand. Future. Um, that's a deep Back to the Future cut, by the way. Mask uh, <laughs> story. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's 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 my problem. I mean, as much we've pointed it out. Okay, Kevin Owens is cutting these fire promos about Shane McMahon. A, we've seen it before with the two of them as a program. B, yes, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin redone. C, I don't know. <laughs> That especially right now, although look, the ratings are going up again. So I will just say into my internet purchase microphone while recording in my basement, I don't know shit about this. You have your top baby face on SmackDown telling the audience that the show sucks and you shouldn't watch it. I don't know. That's a great move. I don't think that's a great idea. I think that's a pretty, pretty poor form. Um, I, I, I still don't love that, but the crowd's reacting to him. And honestly, I thought SmackDown as a whole was a pretty good show this week. Uh, as, as frustrating as Raw was, I mean, we're we're building some interesting stuff over on SmackDown. Whatever they're going to pull the trigger on with Daniel Bryan, I think that's interesting. Ember Moon getting a SmackDown title shot is fucking dope. Yeah, uh, way beyond time for that. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm just excited to see what happens on the blue brand, which, I mean, to be fair, is almost universally true. Right. Uh, but what's also interesting is as we are getting closer to the Fox launch and we have Eric Bischoff starting to take power behind the scenes is all these stories started to come out this week because there was uh, the upfront uh, discussions from Fox to their affiliates about what to expect with SmackDown joining the Fox family. Um, a, we're looking at more of a sports themed presentation overall. Uh, so there might actually be some changes in terms of commentary um, up to and including that might be why Shawn Michaels is doing commentary this week on SmackDown. because it, it sounds like they want an ex-wrestler in the booth. I mean, Shawn was terrible at Mania, but he was really fun during halftime heat. So and he, he, was, he was fun, but he was over the top putting these guys over. Uh, yeah. You know? for the halftime heat thing and look i love me some Shawn michaels um yeah. but you know I, yeah I, it's, it's it's not the best choice of he graves wrestled he he did he did until his brain got I, I get it yeah, yeah. but uh you know as, as long as we don't get booker t back in the booth uh <laughs> oh. i think shucky ducky quack quack yeah we'll A5. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, big sports push. Um, there's going to be bef- a week before SmackDown airs. There's going to be a primetime special explaining the world of the WWE to non-fans. Good luck with that shit. Including an explanation of quote-unquote insider wrestling terms. Oh, and no. I, don't know, I don't know if that means they're going to be like heel, face, that sort of thing. Or terms like count out, suplex, that right. sort of thing. Uh, and then the part that I love the most to promote the move to Fox, they're going to have a Lex express. This is hundred percent true. A Lex express style moving truck 
going from city to city filled with WWE superstars. Oh, God. Well, at least they don't have to pay their own travel for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they got that going for them. Oh, and the uh, most commonly believed rumor in professional wrestling was all but guaranteed as Fox representatives told uh, the affiliates that they anticipate having NXT on Fox Sports 1 in the fall on Wednesday nights. So would that uh, preclude it from being on WWE Network or would it also be on WWE Network? That was not addressed. And, and while I can understand it, because I don't think Fox gives two fucks about what's aired on the WWE Network by comparison. Um, but it's going to be interesting because if everything lines up as it's supposed to, that puts them right against AEW on a weekly basis. Yeah, so I mean, and that, that's WWE's best chance at uh, at chipping away is is with NXT because you're fighting for the same people, us. Yeah, uh. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. The hardcore dorks. That's yes. really what yeah. they're going for there. Clearly, and NXT, you know, they're kind of uh, <clears throat> working on rebuilding and building some new stars down there. So it's going to be, you know, interesting to see with a uh, uh, net more national exposure on cable, um, if it all comes to fruition, how the presentation is going to change. Is it going to stay being taped uh, a month in advance? Is mm -hmm. it going to stay at full sale? Are they going to do a traveling sort of thing like, like raw does uh, and SmackDown does who, who knows? I mean, you know, there are a lot of implications as we talked about last week with, you know, the NXT um, pay and travel schedule as opposed to a main roster sort of thing. So if they start to become a traveling brand doing live shows every week, then their pay is going to have to be adjusted to reflect that and, 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 uh, or they could unionize. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think Not it's going to happen, but yeah, it, it's, it, you know, there's a possibility there. Um, did you watch NXT this week, by the way? I did. I did. Uh, I thought it was a real great fucking episode. Um, the Matt Riddle match was super good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Most Riddle matches are. He's, he's great. But then I loved Killian Dane definitely dropped a few LBs, it looked like. Uh, yeah. He looks like a full-on monster right now attacking Riddle after his match. So I'm here for that. Yeah, and then uh, the breakout tournament match with uh, Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I didn't expect to enjoy Dexter Loomis because on paper, uh, I'm like, all right, he's just really leaning into the Dexter bit that he was yeah. doing an impact. Um, Turns but, out it's Dexter to not quite the Stranger Things theme. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. And But you know, the... The entrance, I think, was fucking great. Um, just the, the crazy wide eyes, the slow yeah. walk. This like it was it was stalker Waylon Mercy Dexter sort of uh, sort of, and I love the way he like caressed the rope, and it was just so it was really well done. And I'm 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 here for it. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that character. And he's looked really good in the ring um as well you know he looked good in in defeat which is you know clearly the point of this tournament um and and jonah rock aka bronson reed uh dude that like dude dude's a big boy he gets around that that top uh the top rope splash with all that meat coming down busting on your gut that's oh, uh, yeah. that's a brutal finisher right there uh and then the main event of this week um so, uh, well, what ended up being the main event besides the 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 Gargano Cole angle uh, was uh, a match where when people point out and say, why the fuck did anyone care about Apollo Crews? 
yeah. that match, Kushida, is one you can point to and go, that's why people liked Apollo Crews, because right. that match fucking ruled. I, I, I loved that a lot. I, I don't know why we got a random appearance of Apollo Crews on NXT, but hey, when that's the result, I'm cool with it. I think they're they're trying to, you know, they're putting over Kushida as, you know, the guy who can beat main roster people or, mm. you know, everything like that. And I, I really enjoyed it as well. And yeah, Apollo Crews is zero personality, but damn, can he fucking wrestle? Yeah. And uh, on the Gar- Gargano Cole front, uh, we actually found out what the stipulations are going to be for their main event in Toronto. Uh, I think it wasn't on the show proper. I think it was only on Twitter that it got announced. Oh, okay. As I don't remember that. As William Regal announced that they are running back three stages of hell for these guys. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They haven't announced what the three stipulations will be. Uh, basically, the idea is one is chosen by Cole. One is chosen by Gargano. And the last one will be chosen by Regal. Um, okay. But uh, I can't recall the last time they've run that stipulation but i like that one a lot um it actually resulted in one of my favorite matches ever the uh triple h austin three stages of hell they did a similar bit in uh in lucha underground uh with the uh three stages of war or something like that with uh ar fox and uh and swerve who is now in nxt and also getting a shot on uh 205 205. yeah awesome yeah uh i guess he must have impressed people uh, in the tournament, because Isaiah Swerve Scott, a.k.a. Shane Strickland, popping up on 205 this week against Drew Gulak. I wonder if he's going to start doing like split time the way Oni Lorcan's doing. Uh, I'm, I'm for it, because any anything that gets Swerve in front of more eyes, I, uh, I'm i into. And uh, being in there with Gulak should be great. And uh, speaking of 205 Live, um, Jack Gallagher and yeah, um, Chad uh, Gable. Chad Gable, man. These two guys beat the shit out of each other, and it was amazing. Yeah, they did. If they, I know it's been said a thousand and one times about this guy, but if there's any proof that Chad Gable should be an infinitely bigger star than he is, I mean, hell, Jack Gallagher too. It, it's that match. That match yeah. fucking rolled. If you haven't watched either one of them, run back 205 Live on the network. Honestly, 205 Live is like one of those sneaky good shows. It's, yeah. it's really easy to watch. Um, I did like how the uh, Drake Maverick, uh, Mike Kanellis angle kind of came through from Raw. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's a really fun show. Uh, and that match was super dope. Quick Ring of Honor note, Chris. Yeah, I know uh, they had Manhattan Mayhem last night. Yeah, uh, Manhattan Mayhem last night. The continued push of Kenny King for no discernible reason happened here as they were planning on doing Matt Taven against Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor title. But Kenny King added himself to it. Uh, shock okay. of shocks, Matt Taven retained the title. So he's yeah. going to be going against... Um, Alex Shelley in their Toronto SummerSlam weekend show. And uh, the Briscoes have won back the Ring of Honor tag belts from the Gorillas of Destiny. I saw the uh, the finishing spot from that match, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll speak, also, speaking of the Briscoes, they have signed an extension with Ring of Honor. So, I mean, not, I, not, a, not a total not a, shock. Not a surprise, but uh, if you I had mean, any hopes of them popping up in AEW. Uh, right with their uh supposed focus on tag team wrestling they definitely were one team that you know are specialists at tag team wrestling but uh you know uh i don't know if it's a comfort thing for the briscoes i mean they've they're hands down maybe with jay lethal the longest tenured ring of honor um talent well, they flat out are they yeah. they have been there since the first show there so. you go 
Um, yeah. So you know, it's it's locally based for them. I'm sure. I'm sure it's easy um, for for them. But uh, you know, also I think putting uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe on a on such a wide uh, live sort of basis on on cable maybe yeah, yeah probably not the best move probably not the best move yeah so you know they're happy there they're doing well there you know they're like a million time tag team champion there so yeah. so good on them. and you know even jay had that killer run as as ring of honor champ for like a year and a half or two and, and they could pull that trigger anytime with him sure. yeah, yeah no they're they're both super talented so uh, um uh yeah. what else uh the so i i, I was trying I was trying to follow all the shenanigans with the venue and ticket sales last night yes. so apparently they had taken the top balcony off the market until yesterday when they released the whole bunch of tickets for it but then they were giving upgrades to lower level I, 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 they I drew 500 it. people that was it they drew 500 people at a 2500 theater in new york city New York City, the, ve the venue that they just sold out a few months ago with sixteen thousand people or whatever it was, they drew five hundo, and I, I saw a bunch of you know armchair quarterbacks on Twitter, and and uh, the main thing I saw that I agreed with is Ring of Honor has no specific appeal right now. You look at like the other indies that have their thing. Mm -hmm. PWG is where all the buzz is. You see guys debut. You see guys have great matches. GCW does crazy matches. AEW, that's where the elite guys are. It's the cool stuff. When New Japan comes to the States, it's this crazy import product. WWE, they're like the top tier. You know, They are the, the MLB, the NBA of professional wrestling. Ring of Honor used to be the place where you saw good matches, and that's not true anymore. Not that they have bad matches, but I'm just saying they're not the work rate company they used to be. Right. They don't have the elite. That was not a show filled with import talent. I don't know what their draw is anymore. Like the literally their slogan is they're the best wrestling on the planet. And that's objectively not true anymore. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you're right. Like, they, need, they need a hook. They need a new hook. They need a, I don't know if it's a, it's, if it's a rebranding, um, not like change their name, but like, you know, refocus what yeah. they're doing. Um, and and they've got fucking Bandito and Roosh under these massive deals, and they're doing yeah. fuck all with them. I know. Yeah, it, it's just sad. Yeah, and the like, like, like I said with the review from the show that they did in Baltimore a couple weeks ago, that they do have a fair amount of good talent there, but it's turned into like a watered down Impact. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, even Impact is more buzz surrounding them right now. A little bit. Yeah, they're like. I mean, a they ha they've had a really fervent fan base for a very long time, which I don't really understand. But also, they're trying to do different things. Yeah, uh, that they're trying to make inter intergender wrestling mainstream, which I think is a fool's errand. But they're trying. Yeah, I don't know what Ring of Honor's doing, and and it bums me out because that like that was my shit from 2002 on. I loved yeah. that company, and I just look at what they're doing now, and I'm baffled. And yeah. and I I don't know what uh, what they can do to fix it. Um, before we get into G one, and I know we're running long already. Before we get into G one, uh, yeah. did you watch all of Fight for the Fallen? Um, I stopped at Omega and Shima. I haven't seen that to the end. Okay, uh, I watched the show. I thought it was the alright show. Um, the I saw an analogy online that I really liked, which may make it sound like damning the faint praise. And Chris, this may not make sense to you, but uh, in the glory days of Ring of Honor, 
because they were a heavy DVD product. Every few months they would do a buy three, get one free sale. This was definitely the, the one free uh, in terms of shows. Like it wasn't bad by any means. It just was the least essential of the shows. I loved Shima uh, and Omega. Um, I, I really enjoyed the three-way tag match. Um, I, I thought uh, I wanted more out of Ro the Rhodes brothers or sorry, the brotherhood and mm -hmm. uh, young bucks. Um, but it wasn't a bad show by any means. Really the, the things that stood out to me were like we talked about last week, like the cool set. Like I, I yeah. thought it was a, a real cool setup, but on the whole, it was fine. It, it, was, it was not a world beater of a show. I was a little, and this is, you know, don't uh, take a drink while you're listening to this. I was disappointed in the Lucha brothers ma uh, match. Oh, Whoa. It uh, it was very mistimed. Um, a, a lot of the spots, I don't, and I don't know who it was on. Um, if it was on SEU or if it was on them, but there were a lot of just really awkward transitions and people not being where they needed to be for certain moves, and it just it did not flow well and sit well with me. And that, for me, as a huge mark of the Lucha Bros, really, really kind of bummed me out. Yeah, understandable, understandable. Now, uh, all that being said, let's get to the part you've been waiting for since the start of the show. Hey. G1 Talk. Chris, we have five days of G1 to talk about. Holy shit balls. Let me Do you just want to talk my uh... highlights? Uh, I've, I've got <laughs> Yeah, well, no, we can't, you know. If, yeah, if we are interested in in uh in my thoughts of each match of each night i've uh, i've updated uh, a patreon post with uh with star ratings for each match yeah. now we've done seven nights total and we've talked about the first two like you said so um there have been a couple amazing matches of this past uh this past run of shows this week yeah so uh Night three, I just want to real quickly talk about uh, ZSJ and Okada and yes. uh, Kenta and Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. uh, ZSJ, Okada, really great match. Cool to see a basically an Okada sprint because they went like 12 minutes as opposed to Okada's standard 30 minimum. 30, yeah. um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and as a guy who, you know, treated uh, Japanese wrestling tapes for the longest time getting to see a match like Kenta Tanahashi was basically one of those matches I never thought I'd see the yeah. closest analogy I could think of to American wrestling was when we finally got AJ versus Cena yeah. um, just one of those things where it's like these guys were their icons for their companies for the longest time people thought it would never happen and uh, I thought it was really good it, it, it has been clearly outshone since then yes uh, but uh, in terms of a uh, lightning in a bottle moment, never thought you'd see this. I, I thought it was really good and delivered. And Kenta throughout this whole tournament so far is showing us he's still got gas in the tank, which is really, really cool. Gas and um, uh, dickheadedness uh, yeah. has, is just mwah, spot on. Really, really good there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I also, you know, because I'm full on Osprey, Mark. Uh, Osprey and Sonata was also oh, really yeah. Match that night um, as well. Moving on to um, B night Block, yeah. night number four. Uh, for me, my favorite match that night uh, was Ishii and Jay White. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Jay White, I believe, is O and three, four. Has he had his fourth match uh, yet? Uh, let's see. He's three. I, I think he's O and three. He's he's O and three at this point. Um, so a, a rebuilding uh, tournament so for for Jay White, but uh, he really held his own against Ishii. Ishii 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of great fucking uh, wrestlers having great matches in this tournament, but Ishii has consistently been one to watch, and we'll get to his match with Mox in a minute. Uh, but the Ishii Jay White match was was fantastic, with Jay White holding his own against the the big Stone Pitbull. Um, I also enjoyed that night Naito and Taichi. Uh, yeah, was, Taichi was one that I never, I, I still don't entirely get, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a weird dude. Um, but he really showed that he can fucking go and hang, yeah. uh, with, with a match with Naito, um, which, which was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that match as well. Uh, really the, the match that I was looking forward to that kind of whiffed it for me was yeah. Moxley and Cobb. Yeah. Uh, it, I, 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 there was something missing there. I don't know what it is. It's like they didn't, you know they both have another gear, but neither yeah. of them really got to it. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of made me think of like um, CM Punk and Jericho, two guys who every time they yeah. had a match, there was like an expectation to be really good, and it wasn't. Or AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, where yeah. you're like, I love these guys, and then they go against each other, and like this isn't good. This, this it, wasn't, not, it wasn't bad. It, no, it no, just no. It, neither were those matches. It's just like right. this isn't what your mind's eye was hoping for in your mind's eye. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan, vegan soy in that one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smoke and eggs, bitch. Uh, <laughs> agreed. Uh, and juice and Goto that night was actually pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, Shing I didn't get what I wanted out of Shingo and Yano, which was a straight up murdering of Toriano by Shingo Takagi. He got um, there though. He murdered him <laughs> at the end. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't a full on like squash murder, which is you know, the uh, the assassination of Toriano by the coward Shingo Takagi uh, sort of thing. But uh, but that was night four, night five. Night um, five is when you got to start pulling out the galaxies, man. Holy shit! <laughs> so the night started with Kenta versus Lance Archer, and Lance Archer, another one of those guys who is coming out of nowhere, just like blowing people's minds in this tournament. Um, hell of hell of a match with Kenta, but Kenta, you know, just is going to Kenta, and yeah. he, he went out there and then and, and laid into him, man. Yeah, and I really liked Evil and Sonata. Um, I, I think that kind of uh, put a pin in the whole uh, disruption of LIJ concerns with evil. Uh, those boys just need to slug it out and, and they got yeah, it out. Yeah. You just got to, you know, throw each other around the ring. And, you know, they ended with the fist bump, which was a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, did, did, who went over there? Sonata went over? Uh, evil went over. Evil went over. Yeah. Evil's been having a pretty good tournament so far. He really has. Um, we didn't talk about it, but I did like his match with the Bushi also. Uh, did we skip over that one? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, he beat Ibushi. Yeah, he was, was Ibushi's second, uh, second L there. Yeah, um, we also had, uh, you know, uh, a rare two star match from Kazuchika Okada <laughs> <laughs> with bad luck Fale. Um, Fale proving he's not a broom because he can't be carried to three stars by Kazuchika Okada, <laughs> right? Exactly, but then you know, there were two almost uh near perfect matches he had zsj and tanahashi yeah which i liked better than the msg match and i liked the msg match a lot dude tana was on fucking fire yeah uh, hell hell of a good match zsj in defeat um that was his third loss of the tournament i think or second mm -hmm. Uh, we'll look back at the standings when we, when yeah, we wrap this keep, up. Yeah, hard to keep track. But yeah, those 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 two went after it. You know, ZSJ being the submission guy and and going after the arm. And I think he was attacking a leg as well. Yeah, when uh, Tana and man, those those guys went at it. But Christ, Osprey and Kota Ibushi. 
Kota Bushi came into this with a fucked up ankle. Yeah. Will Ospreay came into this with a fucked up neck. Yep. So what do they, they proceed to do? They, they, they proceed to go eight stars. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Uh, like, I I have so few words. I mean, they were in a, a hot fucking fire, uh, Currican Hall, which certainly helped. They had a banger of a match back at Tokyo Dome, uh, which Abushi got knocked stupid in. Uh, and this, I guess, is what would have happened if they did not have a concussed Abushi, because right. this was unreal. Literally one of the best matches I've seen this year. Like Osprey is on a whole nother level, as we saw also later in the week. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, this match is good, dude. <laughs> it, it, it really was. And, you know, Abushi, you know, his, he's just, he's not human uh like he's just it or he's an insane Either one person. of them are <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like what it's almost like watching a video game and it's so yeah. it's so amazing that they're able to do these things and still walk afterwards yeah <laughs> limping and holding their necks but walking nonetheless yeah that was uh that was at that time the best match of the tournament um the following night was b block we had uh tai chi and shingo which i thought was really really good yeah. um and Tai Chi came out hot, and Shingo always, um, always, always strong in there. Um, Cobb and Juice. Jeff yeah. Cobb and Juice was also um, really good. All these, you know, majority of these guys are, are really putting it all out there, for, which I know is kind of the G1 thing. But man, it's to have this level of matches, um, yeah. you know, back to back on back to back nights for so long, it's it's really it's really impressive. Um, Jay White Toriano was, uh, you know kind of comedy uh comedy heavy uh you know gato getting involved and brass knucks and nut shots and all that sort of stuff right right um, but uh you know this is what you're gonna get with toriano um right. and then um goto and naito going after it was fucking great as well yeah yeah uh i i i dug that uh but i mean the match to talk about fucking john moxley and tamahiro ishii uh God damn, just if you like no nonsense, hard nosed brawling. Yeah, that's what this match was. You know who would fucking love this match? Justin. Justin would lose yeah. shit over this match because this yeah. is just two guys going out there and beating the shit out of there. No flippy dudes. No. no, no indie respect spots. Just guys beating the shit out of each other. I just. just elbowing their fucking ears off yeah uh by the way uh towards the end moxley pulling out the regal knee to the head yeah. oh mwah. what a what a wonderful shout out to his uh to his former uh trainer in ovw um how about fucking ishii going off the top rope splashing mox through a fucking yeah. table? <laughs> are you so kidding good. me it was it was insane and then um the only thing that detracted it from me um was they did they did a a head spot a headbutt trading spot yeah where it was so obviously clear they were holding back and not trying to shoot murder each other yeah, that yeah, it yeah. Really kind of took me out of the match for a split second yeah. that's that was the only thing that kept it from five stars uh for me because i enjoyed everything else about it aside from that like if, if you know obviously we don't want people to shibata themselves right. um so, you know, and Ishii is very, very liberal with his headbutts as is. Um, just don't do that spot. Like, I don't, right, I don't right. you know, because it looks, it looks silly. All I could say is that match 
you know, one of the biggest question marks going into the G1 this year. And and hell, the man himself, uh, even though he didn't say he was going to be in the G1, uh, in that Jericho interview, Moxley was like, look, I'm going to do some things this year that are going to get me out of my comfort zone that I'm I'm not used to doing. And yeah. there was that question mark. How will John Moxley fit into New Japan? How will he fit into the G1? Turns out really fucking well because yeah. his run, I mean, going back to the juice match through mm-hmm. now has been super impressive. The matches have been great. The um the promos he's been cutting are hysterical. It's they true. Are, I love that he's, so he's got uh Shoto Umino as shooter. his uh, yeah, shooter. That's right. As his uh, as his young boy following him around with the title and everything. It's fucking uh, it's great. He's he seems uh comfortable, which is good yeah, after a short yeah. amount of time, and be happy. And yes. I'm I'm happy that he's happy. Did did you see the promo he cut? I forget which night it was, but he's like, the wife's gonna be mad at me, all the, tables the and chairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like well, blame Ishii was his idea. Yeah, exactly. She'd be so mad at me, pulling out all the tables and chairs. Uh, they were they were legit like sword fighting with chairs and yeah. it was and it yeah. was amazing and I loved it. Was it. So good. It was, it was so good. So yeah. Uh watch that match. Like if, yeah. if right now if we're telling you just like just the matches to watch, uh Osprey and Ibushi and uh Ishii and Mox for sure. And then uh we had night seven. Uh that was on that was yesterday. That was yeah, Friday. Sorry. Um no Saturday. Oh yeah, Saturday. Sorry. Uh today's Sunday. My brain yeah. is fucked. Uh come on. Yes. No, I'm I'm back with you. Uh that was a really good night. Really uh, good night. Abushi Sonata. Five matches were, were good to great. Yes. Abushi Sonata fucking rolled. Yes, it um, did. I really I enjoyed it. Evil Kenta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean sorry, <laughs> sorry, Osprey Abushi. You might have just got knocked into the fucking sun by another great match as Okada and Osprey had really one of the best matches I've ever seen. <laughs> it was it was otherworldly. Uh I mean, yeah. you know, a lot has been said about Okada over the past uh past couple of years and Osprey is having one of the best years of anybody ever probably. Yeah. Um those those two guys just went out there and just dropped jaws. Uh, there was so many ridiculous spots. The one chop, I'll have to find it and retweet it, that Osprey landed on Okada. It sounded like a legit shotgun blast. Yeah. Um, it was it was murderous. Um, and the the reversals, you know, every everything about the like the match as a whole was amazing, but the last three minutes will legit blow your mind. Yeah. Uh, so goddamn good. Uh, so great. Um, I mean, the, it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to think of more positive terms to I use know. because like, like, like I said, like we had this great match with Osprey and Ibushi. And then a few days later, <laughs> blown out of the water. Like yeah. it's, it's done. Um, so she had a banger with Sonata right before it too. I know, I know, and, and that looked like that was going to be one of the best matches of the year. But nope. Yeah. Uh, so right now the standings are a block. We've got a tie for first, Kenta and Okada with eight points. Uh, then we've got a tie for second, four points. Evil Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Then everybody else in a blocks got two. 
And then the right. B block led by Moxley with six points. Set, uh, tie for second, four points of Tamahiro Ishii, Juice Robinson, Shigo Takagi, and weirdly enough, Toro Yano. Uh, then everybody but Jay White has two points as Jay White still has a goose egg here. Yeah, and a couple other quick uh, quick little hits. I love the ZSJ Fale finish where he yes. got the count out. And um, the uh, – was it – how did uh, – hold on, what was Yano? Yano was Jay White. Was that the surprise one? Who else did Yano? Shingo. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, because he hit the – Brass knock low blow, and then uh, right, right. then got his roll up victory for Yano, the right. the, the annual um, thing. Um, and Archer versus Tanahashi from Saturday's show as well was actually really good. Tana was again on fire, and you know he's he's moving like he's ten years younger right now. Uh, oh yeah, I'm wondering how long it can last, but I'm enjoying it while it does. Um, yeah, Kenta Kenta crushing it. Yeah, it, it's just been. Uh, it's a lot of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but it's been good wrestling. Which but it's been really good wrestling, and that's that's the thing. Like, if it's of the quality that I, uh, you know, like, and of the style that I, you know, want to spend the what very little free time I have catching up in two hours uh, of shows per day, um, yeah. and I'm happy to do it because these guys are just fucking out of this world uh destroying each other for my entertainment and i couldn't love it anymore well the good news is chris you have a few days off as the yeah. g1 climax picks back up on wednesday with b block action and uh it's gonna be juice robinson against toro yano hiroki goto versus taichi john moxley versus shingo takagi well, should be dope. Jeff Cobb against Jay White also should be dope. And another chapter in the always great Naito Ishii feud. That's the main yeah. event for Wednesday. So Wednesday's show, again, should be really good. Uh, guys, professional wrestling fucking rules right now. And, you know, some things may not work for us, but goddamn New Japan is. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house, uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is the rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet. Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Are you a member of a wrestling organization's creative team? Stumped on how to bring that storyline to an earth-shattering crescendo? That's where I come in. My name is Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I created the Eh, Fuck It consultants to help you figure out how to keep your fans guessing and those stupid-ass bloggers and podcasters at bay. Don't know how to save Sting from the Four Horsemen? Eh, fuck it. Here's RoboCop. 
Do you have an awesome diva and a great love quadrangle but don't know where to take it next? Eh, fuck it. Make her general manager. Is your superstar feuding with a monster whose ex-girlfriend is dead? Eh, fuck it. Have your guy molest her corpse. Does your porn star wrestler have a feud with a Japanese stable? Eh, fuck it. We choppy choppy UPP. Eh, fuck it. Consultants are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to give you the idea that seemed too obvious, ridiculous, or just plain fucking stupid for you to come up with on your own. Do you have a comedic foreign wrestler who wants to be Miss WrestleMania? Eh, fuck it. Dress him up in drag and have him become Miss Goddamned WrestleMania. Did two of your biggest talents jump ship to a rival company? Eh, fuck it. Bring in two bloated quasi-lookalikes to take their place. You have a relationship between a former Olympian black guy and an 80-year-old chick? Eh, fuck it. Have her give birth to a plastic fucking hand. A plastic fucking hand. Don't know who to reveal as the anonymous general manager of your flagship show? Eh, fuck it. Let the little Irish guy, who we already suggested to be the illegitimate son of the owner of your motherfucking organization, be revealed as a GM while hiding under the goddamn ring. I'm Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I formed Eh, Fuck It Consultants. We'll help you give zero fucks about your product, zero fucks about your fans, and zero fucks about your talent. Call now, one eight seven seven 877 ehfuckit Eh, fuck it.